Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. This is Bliff Banderchuk from E! News Daily here at the red carpet for the third annual Watchies Award. And we have co-host of the You Made Me Watch podcast, Allison Bada. Allison, who are you wearing? I'm wearing Target. Ooh. Stranger Things merch. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Welcome to the third annual Watchies. I'm Mike Bobbitt, hanging out with my wife, Allison. We do this every year, coinciding with the Oscars, where we pick our own categories, Mm -hmm. and we choose from the movies we were made to watch. Yes. So this year, we were both forced to watch, or made to watch, (laughs) if I want to use the name of the podcast, uh, Mandy, Yes. as given us uh, to us by our good friend Dennis Birdziak. Yeah, thanks, Dennis. Yeah, I'm my, still upset about it. My best friend, Dennis. I know we yeah. love Dennis, but we yeah. I did I love you, Dennis, but I hated Mandy. So and also Salem's Lot, as suggested by my mom. And then the movies that I get to pick from mm-hmm. are in order of when we watched them: mm-hmm. Clifford. <laughs> yes. The Fast and the Furious, mm-hmm. Jumanji, yes. Flubber, North, Hook, Stir of Echoes, Home for the Holidays, Just Friends, Beethoven, and Francis Ha. And what movies did I make you watch, Allison? <laughs> um, in order of when we watched them, The Running Man. Classic. First Blood. Even better. Son of Rambo. Awesome. The World According to Garp. One of the best movies ever made. Cherry 2000. The best movie ever made. No. I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. Another great movie. Pirates of Penzance. The best musical ever put on celluloid. <sighs> Commando. <laughs> Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Weird Science. And Cujo. Wow. Looking at the two lists, it seems as though I made you watch a lot better movies than you made me watch. That is rude. well let's start off on a positive note we'll go back and forth with the awards and um why don't you go first okay biggest pleasant surprise what was your biggest pleasant surprise of the movies that you were made to watch i actually had a hard time picking because there were a few 
because my list was better than yours. Mm. But I am actually going to go with one that I thought I was going to absolutely hate, and that's Weird Science. Oh! I didn't totally hate it. I thought I was going to be furious about right. watching it. Um, yeah, I was surprised how well it held up. Yeah, it it, it was surprisingly a, a, um, a an empowering movie for women, even though it's... Yeah. I mean, it's not very empowering, but... Empowering by John Hughes standards? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I was surprised that... I was surprised. Yeah. That there was any female empowerment. Exactly. It. So, it was it was a pleasant surprise. I thought for sure that you were going to hate this enough that you were like, you know what, maybe we ought to do seasons for the podcast, and we're done with the first season. Yeah. And we'll revisit this idea in a couple of years. My biggest pleasant surprise was Home for the Holidays. Oh, nice. Yeah, just because it's a movie that really flew under my radar. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has all the ingredients of movies that I love, mm-hmm. and I just was not aware of it at all. Yeah. And I ended up loving that movie. Yeah, it's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, intentionally funniest moment. I'm going to go first on this one. Okay. I'm going to say Anna Ferris in Just Friends, <laughs> like the toothpaste scene, just yes. when she like, you know, goes batshit crazy. Yeah. She is because a scene her- <laughs> stealer and she like I could pick any Anna Ferris moment in that movie and she is just fantastic. She is super funny in that. Yeah. She's my favorite part of that movie. Oh yeah, no, she's great in that. Yeah. What she's about you? Funny. Intentionally funniest moment. It's it's much more subtle. Okay. But <laughs> it it still makes me laugh thinking about it. Um so it's that scene and I don't feel at home in this world anymore uh-huh. when um, they're going to get her laptop back, and he throws the the ninja stars at the wall of the house yes. that they run into, and then he goes to get them back, and it's really in the wall. So he's like er, 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 trying to get it in the wall. He's like, "That's how hard I threw it." Uh huh. <laughs> just made me laugh so hard. It almost feels like I mean, it feels like a blooper that Elijah Wood stayed in character for. Ugh, that they were does. like, oh, we're so glad that no one broke for this. Yes, it was so funny. <laughs> yes. Let's get our first negative one out of the way. Okay. All right. So the first one is from Commando. And it's when he uh, is like storming the compound to get his daughter back. Uh, and he's uh, in the shed and he throws that saw blade at one of the troops or you know thugs i I told you when we watched that how many times (laughs) i did that frame by frame on vhs so you could see how they did it yeah yeah it was so funny the stupid like he throws a saw plane at a guy and it chops the top of his head off like that's how like that would ever it's so funny. And watching it in high def nowadays, you can see that they had a wig on the guy yeah. and a fish fishing line. Yeah. And they just kind of yanked his hair. Yeah. Well, it remains hilarious. Yeah. Um, And then the other one. That was one of the coolest scenes in the 80s. I believe it. I mean, because you're like, how do they do that? But it's super funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's hilarious now. And then the other one is is from Cujo when the dog is killing like that owner's like friend and his tail is wagging because he's so yeah. happy. <laughs> Mine are um, 
that we're supposed to believe that Charles Grodin could be married to Bonnie Hunt. (laughs) Their entire relationship was unintentionally funny. (laughs) And the other one is the fact that Ted Levine and Clancy Brown did not die immediately in Flubber. (laughs) Fair. With any of the, the fatal accidents that happened to them. Yes. Yeah, like getting completely walloped in the head with a bowling ball repeatedly. And yeah. they're like, we're fine. We yes. just have like a little little lump, little lump. Next category, most in need of a proper remake. I'm going Salem's Lot on this one. I think there's a lot of excellent mm-hmm. material there that just was not able to be executed at the time that the movie was made. Mm-hmm. I think it could be a great miniseries. I know it was remade. And we never did get a chance to watch that. No, we didn't. Um, but I think nowadays, or even doing like a two-part movie like they did with... Oh, like Hunger Games? Or like It. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like uh, Hunger Games is four parts. But, I'm just uh, saying, like it's yeah. a multi-part movie. Yeah, I I think that the story there... I would like a studio to do like a King universe or a Castle Rock universe, mm-hmm. sort of like the Marvel universe or whatever. Oh, yeah. And just, you know, make a bunch of features and tie together all this yeah. lore and everything. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah. So Salem's Lot is my pick. What about you? Hilariously, Salem's Lot is also my pick. Yay! I did. I did start, start to say The Running Man. But then I was like, I kind of felt like they already did that with Hunger Games because it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, no, they kind of already did. And it, I mean, like, it's different, but it's the same idea and felt like Salem's Lot was better because I agree. It's it's good material. Like, there's definitely a lot there to work with. And I do really think, like you said, that, you know, given the changes in you know technology and and all of that now. I think they could really do a good job. Yeah. And I guess the remake that did come out in the late 80s, early 90s mm-hmm. is closer to the source material. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's a category you sprung on me today. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, it's it's the please never remake it. It's already perfect. Okay. What <laughs> yes. do you have for that? Finest Son of Rambo. Okay. I don't think anyone could improve upon what's already there i agree like there's no reason to it's not a thing where you would be like oh well you know like with technology or or you know maybe different actors or whatever it it would be better like no the way that it's cast the way that it's shot the way that it's written the way that it's acted it's perfect as it is yeah it is a shame that hammer and tongs quit being a production team together. Yeah. Because I personally feel that their movies were, I mean, their movies are some of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Son of Rambo. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's an Americanized version of Hitchhiker's Guide, but I really love their version of Hitchhiker's Guide as well. Yeah. And I say that as a person who has enjoyed every version of Hitchhiker's Guide that has ever been created. Yeah. So I'm not saying that is. You know, someone who's only seen the Sam Rockwell one. Yeah. 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 I said um, Mandy because how how, could you? (laughs) How can can, like for the movie Mandy is 
it is perfectly executed for what it is. Is it batshit crazy? Fuck yeah, it is. But there's no way anyone could remake Mandy and have it not be as interesting as it is. It is a gory David Lynch experience. Uh, I know you hated it. I did hate it. Yes. You know what? You're right. It is a gory David Lynch experience, but it's just not one I liked. Yeah. I, I really disliked it. I mean, I liked... I mean, you know, Nick Cage had some good moments in it. But... Yeah, but like if you remade it, who could do a better job than Nicolas Cage? Literally no one. Exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, that's fair. Like no one could ever. It's it's one of those things where although this is a movie that I loved, like Sunset Boulevard, like mm-hmm. never remake it because yeah. no one will ever be able to emulate. Uh, what's her name? Gloria. Gloria Swanson. Gloria Swanson. No one will yeah. ever be better than her. Yes. For what the filmmakers set out to do with Mandy, they perfectly executed their vision. I okay. Um, I, I I don't think you're entirely wrong, but I hate it. I know. I know you know. Best on-screen chemistry. I am going to stick with my biggest pleasant surprise and say the chemistry between Robert Downey Jr. and Holly Hunter in Home for the Holidays. Uh, it's well documented that Robert Downey Jr. was deep in his addictions mm-hmm. to the point that they had to have. Didn't they have uh, his intervention? Yeah, intervention is what I was trying to oh, call okay. it. Yeah, they had his intervention immediately after the movie. Mm-hmm. And he went off script and just riffed. And she sticks with him in character the whole time and just kind of yes ands all the choices that he makes. Mm-hmm. And sticks to the reality because if she pulled out of the reality he was creating, then it would not have worked at all. Yeah, no. So I think he owes her a huge amount of credit that that ended up working as well as it does. Yeah. I believe their relationship 100%. This is another one where I kind of had to. I'll give you like the runner up that I had first. Okay. It was... um, Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I thought they yeah, were real fun. Yeah. But I ended up going with Elijah Wood and Melanie Linsky. Absolutely. Very excited to see them together again oh. in Yellow Jacket season Yes. Two. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. It later premieres. this month. Yeah, right? later this month it premieres. Like, it's super believable that she would have started off pissed at him and then just become so charmed by him and he by her. They They just were worked so well together like when you get to the end and you know you think tony died or you're not sure if he lived or not and she turns around and he's standing there and they just smile at each other you're just like oh my god <laughs> like it, you just my heart got warm yeah yeah i 100 agree with you yeah i love them together okay now because you're a negative nelly your next category worst on screen chemistry uh-huh and i went with Melanie Griffith and David Andrews in Cherry 2000. I knew you were going there. They don't seem to have any affection for each other. The fact that they even like get together, I'm like, what? Where did Why? that come from? Yes. Yeah. It's so awkward. Yes. Like the fact that he ends up choosing her over his robot makes zero sense because he doesn't even really seem to like her that much. Cujo and Danny Pintaro have more chemistry. <laughs> yes. It's a bad movie, but it was miscast. They were not 
well suited for one another. I, you know, that movie did not age as well as I had thought. I hate to break this to you, but when it came out, it hadn't aged well either. All right. Worst on-screen chemistry, um, Robin Williams and Marsha Gay Harden. Yeah. I I thought you were going to say that. I could not figure out why she was slumming, especially as a dean of the school mm-hmm. with, is he a brilliant inventor? Yeah, but he's self-absorbed. He's awful. It is the worst Robin Williams role I have ever seen. And I can't figure out why, why. So, yeah. Yeah. He missed their wedding like three times. Mm-hmm. He didn't even show up to the one where they actually got married. Yep. Awful. Awful, that's, awful, awful. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Most memorable good scene. Yes. I said this at the time that we talked about the movie. I knew it was going to make my list for this. Okay. And um, it's going to be the David Bowie Modern Love run dance sequence in Francis Ha. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I will never be able to listen to that song now, which in all honesty was one of my lesser, of the David Bowie songs that I like, it mm-hmm. was one of the, um, it wasn't one that I could put on at any time. I just mm-hmm. had to really be in the mood for it. But since seeing it in that context, I can listen to that song anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? The best scene that I thought was the hostage scene and I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Whoa, 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 whoa. You mean the hostage scene in Cherry 2000? No. What? Disagree. Yeah, no, the best, um, yes. most memorable good scene where, you know, everybody's together in that house. Oh, and my Everything God. is going so wrong. Everybody's getting shot. Everybody's dying. So much happens in in just a few minutes and everybody is just absolutely crushing it yes it's so good that is an excellent excellent scene mm-hmm. okay negative nelly what's the next category <laughs> most memorable bad scene what do you have the love scene with melanie griffith and david andrews when they're in the car and he crashes it and then they get out you're just piling on cherry 2000 it's a terrible movie and this is a terrible scene because he literally gives her a head injury they get out of the car and he's like, let me touch your boob and then we'll make out. And then while they're making out, he finds out that she has the memory chip for the Cherry 2000 that he thought uh-huh. that he lost. And then the scene stops. And I don't even understand why it started, truly. Like, I feel like they could have just gotten in a crash and that's how he could have found out about the memory chip. They didn't have to awkwardly kiss on the hood of her car and him weirdly grab her boob. Well, it was setting up. The romance at the end that you didn't see coming. No, you don't. When it was clearly there all along. It was straight up stupid. And it was, he literally grabbed her boob like he never grabbed a boob before. Like it was his first time touching a boob. That's how much their chemistry sucks. And how bad that scene was. Agree to agree. Yes, exactly. (laughs) All right, what about you? When we found out what the stakes were in the movie Beethoven, it's like, okay, what's going on with this kid's movie? Okay, the bad guys want the dogs to, uh, what, put bullets in their heads to see how their skulls explode with this amu? What the fuck are we watching? Yeah. Yeah, so. It's pretty fucked. Yeah. So, yeah, the reveal of what the plot ultimately is in Beethoven was, yeah, just. Horrifying, yeah. Horrific, yes. Yes. Best acting, because we are progressive here, male or female. I actually have 
two runner-ups. Okay. My first runner-up is Raymond J. Barry as uh, Honecker in Flubber, just because he's an actor that I really enjoy. He played the dad in Walk Hard. Mm-hmm. You know, the, it should have been you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he also plays the dad in the TV show Justified, which is where I really noticed him. And it is so surreal for me because I I became obsessed with him during Justified and saw like, oh, my God, this is a guy from like upstate New York or whatever. And to actually see him playing something closer to who he probably is more so than a a drug smuggling mountain guy like he is (laughs) in justified yeah i am uh raymond j barry is a character actor i've discovered late and uh i absolutely love next runner up is someone who did not stick with acting but i think he is the best part of the movie north and that is matthew mccurley as winchell oh the bad guy who holds his own with comedic genius john lovitz that kid was fan fucking tastic he was yes but my best acting goes to Geraldine Chaplin as uh, oh, yeah, yes. Aunt Glady in Home for the Holidays. Yeah. She delivered a performance that could have been a caricature, but um, that actual dinner sequence, mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Just, yeah. So I'm giving it to her. So, yeah. What about you? You may be surprised. I actually picked um, Melanie Sol- Griffith in no, Cherry 2000. Absolutely not. Um, I actually picked Sylvester Stallone in First Blood. Oh. Because um, I have always known him as just kind of a cheesy action star mm-hmm. and never really thought much about him as an actor. But he's really, really good in yeah. First Blood. Like, he's an actual actor. He's not just an action movie guy. I mean, like, he's buff, but... He's also like a broken man. That scene when he, you assume he's gotten to the end of his list of his Vietnam buddies Mm -hmm. and he goes to the address that he has Mm -hmm. and then he just kind of tosses the list. Yeah, he just throws it. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I literally, now I literally have no one. Yeah, I have nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent choice. Thank you. Okay, here's my uh, my negative one. Okay. I love you in spite of you making me watch this movie. <laughs> All right. What is it? What do you think it is? Is it Clifford? Or- yeah, fuck yeah, it's oh! Clifford. <laughs> yes. I'm so sorry. I almost Googled divorce lawyers. No, you did not. It's too late for that now. It's too late to go through it cleanly. <laughs> lawyers would have to be involved oh my god i am so mad at you i'm so sorry for making me watch clifford it's weird the number of times since we've watched clifford that mm-hmm. it has come up on podcasts <laughs> and people talk about how it is an underrated comedic genius of a movie <laughs> and i am just like why no this is like a big prank that everyone is pulling to make people watch clifford there's nothing good about clifford yeah fuck everyone who likes the movie i love you but fuck your taste in that i'm movie. sorry okay. i know it's bad like i know it's bad should we just call this the cherry 2000 you'll actually be surprised 
No, you won't be surprised. I love you in spite of this movie, Pirates of Penzance. Oh, yeah. Basically unwatchable. And here's the part, I think the like reason- Like I said, though, I picked the wrong movie. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, is I was like, you know what? I think the reason that I love you in spite of it is because you straight up made me watch the wrong movie. And I didn't have to watch it. So I love you in spite of the fact that you messed up and made me watch that piece of garbage. But me messing up, isn't that totally in character for me? Yes. <laughs> yes. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. For you to, to remember the wrong thing, yes. Hey, but in like three years of doing the podcast, first time that's happened. That's true. That is true. That you weren't like, oh, shit, I picked the wrong one. Okay. Yeah. So it worked out. Not by design, but it just worked out that you ended up uh, introducing a lot of the negative categories. So let's do the final category, which is the ultimate positive category. Yes. Go ahead. This should be no surprise to you. I don't feel at home in this world anymore. I absolutely loved it. I knew you would. It was such a beautiful movie. It made me feel so good watching it. Elijah Wood, Melanie Linsky were so amazing in it. The entire cast was phenomenal. It it wasn't, you know, just a movie that I've seen a million times before. It was so good. When I found out that you hadn't seen it yet, I was so excited to get to introduce yeah. it to you. Because I knew it would become a movie that you would absolutely love. Yeah, I do. I absolutely yes. love it. Well, there was no surprise there, but I think you will be surprised by my pick. Okay. I'm looking at it, and I want to, like, throw out some joke things, Mm -hmm. but I realize, like, any of the joke things they throw out are just as plausible as my genuine answer, which is The Fast and the Furious. Are you serious? Yes. Your favorite movie was the fa- the best movie was the Fast and the Furious. The best movie of the pile of shit that you. There were some good ones in there. Okay, there was Francis Hot and Home for the Holidays. Star of Echoes was pretty good. Yeah, it was fine. Don't be rude. And Just Friends was fine, but Fast and the Furious was everything I want in a movie. It was the most visually interesting of all the movies. Mm-hmm. It's paced very well yeah it's a fully realized world mm-hmm. the characters all had chemistry and you believed that oh we're just joining these people that already have these relationships at the same time that the cop does like mm-hmm. it just felt like why i love star wars it just felt like a lived in world yeah and uh i'm not gonna lie i think i want to watch more fast and the furious movies i know they get more cartoonish as they go but i'm kind of okay with that i'm fine with that i've only seen a couple of the other ones but i'd watch them is it cheesy yeah but it's entertaining as hell mm-hmm. so fair yeah i mean home for the holidays is a movie that i'd be fine to watch again during the holidays you know i could see it being a staple and francis ha I'm glad I saw it, but it's not a movie that I would pop in again just to be entertained. Yeah. But Fast and the Furious, I would watch again. All right. So that was the third annual Watchies. Thank you, Allison, so much for doing the podcast with me. No problem. Thank you. I'm glad that we do this little show together. Me too. Join us next week when we get back on track. Yeah. Making each other watch movies the other one has never seen before. Yes. 
when we start building our list for next year's watches. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy, I hope you give me more gems to... Like, in all honesty, I, I gave you two shit movies. Mm, can we talk about Commando, Running Man? Those were very bad. I'm looking at it, and I have at least an 80% of good movies for you. On this list? Yeah. I'm just saying that if our if our lists were grades, <laughs> you would have to repeat Nuh-uh. this grade. No. Okay. No. I have, I have like a C, C plus. Mm, if we're grading on a curve. How very dare you. I love you in spite of Clifford. I love you in spite of Cherry 2000 and Pirates of Penzance, because what the fuck is that movie even? Why? Okay. The only good thing about it was Angela Lansbury. May she rest in peace. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.